For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. man show a friend of the show and a mentor to me when i was a young knucklehead running around tennessee state <laughs> and football camp is coach johnny cole coach good to see you uh thank you for what you've done for me over my lifetime man your wisdom from when i was a child man how are you doing coach man i'm doing great wonderful you know uh things are happening for me and uh you know as you know i've now I have my own show starting on Monday. You know, oh my goodness, the lunch break uh, on YouTube and Roku TV. And, uh, you know, always a great time to talk with you on, on what's going on today. And as far as from the NFL, you know, how we kick it and, and, and uh, you know, share ideals. So I'm doing great and, and um, you know, looking forward to, to what's going to happen in the future. I hear that, Coach. Tell me about tell us more about your show, Coach. Oh, money's on YouTube and uh, Roku TV, and tell us about your big lineup you have this coming Monday. Do people need to check you out and see, man? Well, this Monday will be my first time being the host. I was the co-host for this last past year, and so this would be my uh, first show. And I wanted to make it a bang, and I went out and got three championship coaches. Uh, and that's Pete Richardson. Everybody knows down at Southern University. Uh, Rick Comagy uh, was at Tuskegee for 10 years. He went on to Jackson State and won championships there. And, of course, L.C. Cole, you know, my favorite, my brother, you know, that was a head coach at where he taught you at, at Tennessee State, and was the first African-American coach uh, to win a PWI with a black school. Uh, you know, not one year, but two in 98, 99, and went on to Alabama State and win a couple championships there. So I'm going to open up the show. It's every Monday from 12 to 1. You can pick it up on either Roku TV or on YouTube. No doubt. And yes, and Coach, both Coach Coles have molded me, listeners and folks. Trust me when I tell you that. I was at football camp. With those guys, they helped get me in line. I'm a little sucker from Atlanta coming up there to, to the camp, you know. So I thank them both. I went to I talk to them. They have molded, helped me be who I am today, coach. I told you this privately, but I'm saying this to you on the air as well. You and Coach LC really helped me become a man. You're less of the camp and spend time and work with me as a young dude. I really thank you all for doing it. Yeah, I have to do it, but you did it anyway. Yeah, well, you know, 
the funny part about it is, is that I guess when you came up there, oh, well, you know, we just going to throw the football around. But, you know, it's more, you know, we, we, when we throw our football camps, we really get involved and get into it. And not only we, we try to develop the kids on the field, but we try to develop you guys off the field. It made you mind, it made you discipline, it made you run to each station and, and really put emphasis on not just the kid as an athlete, but the kid as an individual. And, you know, thank God that, hey, we was able to touch you and, and look at you now. You know, you just don't know how much it touched my heart for you not only just to reach out to me to see what I'm doing, but it, 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 I'm gratified to see what you're doing as well. Thanks so much, Coach, for that, man. And, and Coach, I'm excuse, man. Um, we see the trend in Blackhawks football of the celebrity head coach, right? And there's one at Tennessee State, one at Jackson State, one at Grambling. And guys like you who've been in the business for years who put in the hard yards, the hard miles, are getting overlooked because you don't have the cachet of a win, the press conference, and winning, the, winning with your name. And what I think about it is this, that it becomes more about those coaches than it does the kids. Henceforth at Grambling State, which one to hire Art Browse, and that's because of job people going to you, Coach LC, anybody who's been moved out of a job who could have got a job, you know what I'm saying, that didn't get an opportunity because of you don't have the celebrity cash of NFL anymore. You can win a press conference with the name of the, at the, at the, at the PR stuff. So, Coach, talk about that, man, because I feel like guys like you and Coach LC should be coaching somewhere, not doing do I, doing podcasts and YouTubes and Roku's. You should be on the field somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, it's deeper than that. Uh, you know, and people don't understand. It ain't, you know, uh, about, you know, me and my brother, which we are part of building HBCUs. It's about the upcoming young black coaches that's trying to do it the one right way. And the sad part about it is, you know, I'm interviewing three coaches that between them got over 300 victories in football, but not one of them has never been asked to be interviewed by PWI. You know, so, uh, and then we go around and, and um, you know, we're praising, you, you, you know, your Nick Sabins and these other uh, good white coaches that deserve it. Don't get me wrong. They deserve it. They're winning coaches. But we got winning coaches right now that, that's not. And that's being moved out by guys that because of their celebrity, not by because of their coaching record, but because of what, what they accomplished, you know, uh, it was on the field, but not as a coach. You know, so, yeah, it's, heart, it's heartfelt. Um, I think the HBCUs are being used and, 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 and at the end of the day, you know, it's messing up a lot of tradition. It's less messing up a lot of order. Um, it's messing up a lot of young men who's choosing to go to these black colleges, but yet now looking to say, well, I can go and pick and, and go to this university, but I can't come back and work because I'm not a celebrity because I didn't play in the NFL. Uh, I think it's not right. It's not fair, and eventually it's going to hurt the whole whole um, HBCU uh, uh, coaching carousel. Like I don't believe Eddie George being an NFL coach ever or go anywhere else. I think he'll be at Tennessee State until whoever he they let him go. He tried to move on, but Deion Sanders and Hugh Jackson have higher aspirations, and I'm worried for the guys who are going there, thinking they'll be there for a long time. 
they could have went to a PWI maybe and got a little, little more exposure. But going there, these guys who only using this opportunity, in my opinion, coach, for their own personal gain, not because they really love Blackhawks football the way you and I do. Ain't, ain't no question. Ain't no question those guys are there. I think Hugh Jackson is there because he just wanted to be a head coach. And he knows he now that he can't go back to the NFL. He knows now that no PWIs are going to pick him up unless he is able to win because he really ain't never won no championships where he's been. I know he had a successful year up in Oakland, but since then he's never been a successful head football coach. So now his job is, well, let me step on and step on this, this rock with the HBCUs so I can go home and get another a PWI because that's where he want to be at. Uh, Dion is the same way. You know, a lot of people uh, say, well, you know, what's Dion's next job? I don't, I don't, you know, I really don't don't have a lot of faith in it. If I was a bed man, I would be betting that yeah, him too, with he's going to stay at Jackson State probably until it, his son leaves. And maybe, you know, I think it's a, under a 50% chance that, that a, a big school is going to take a shot on him. You know, he knows where he at. He can say what he want to do. He can talk the way he want to talk. He can... Uh, you know, just about say what he want to say. And he knows that he, he ain't going to be able to do that if he leaves and go to another other school and basically another PWI, which is a predominantly white institution. No doubt. And, you know, like you said, I told people about the Celebration Bowl. I don't think he'd be he, – he's not long for this. And, no, yes, is he making more exposure? Yes, but at what cost? It's his own personal interest. It's just exposure comes at, as part of the package of his of his personal interests and his personal gains. So it's not, to me, genuine. It's like it's about him always. It's about Dion. It's about Hugh Jackson. They talk a big game. They're talkers. Eddie George ain't much of a talker or a seller. He just go. he's there because he's in Nashville and doesn't pay for the Titans. It's not because – of nothing, other than he wouldn't be the coach TSU if it wasn't for that. But you know, but Deion Jackson is all about themselves, and you know, Hugh Jackson says some questionable things about what the NFL. He he he's part of the structural racism problem in the NFL. You know, I'm not going to get in his personal life, but you know, he, he we all know what his personal life is as well. So he, to me, you can't tell me you love us and love black folk, and when I see you. Cowtown with, with the power strokes the, the way you do all the time, Hugh Jackson. That's, this is how I feel about it. And that's why I have had him on, on my show because I cannot be fake, Coach. You know I cannot be fake. So uh, I can't sit up here and interview with somebody who I think is a phony and a fraud. Well, the sad part about that uh, at Tennessee State, yeah, I know you got to promote your, your current football coach, but don't forget about in 98 and 99 when, when some student athletes came along in, a, in the first year and the first time – guy got his first job at, at, at the institution and won the championship and made American history. You know, Tennessee State, when they promote their football program, they go way back to the 70s with John Merritt, who deserves credit as well, and those kids. And then they jump over the 98 and 99 season uh, and never says anything about it, nor do the OVC says anything about it, that Tennessee State won back-to-back -back and only lost one conference game in two years. Also had a Heisman Trophy winner and, at the time in 98-99, broke all the offensive records, seasonal records, in the conference. And I'm pretty sure that we still have some of them records there. And it's just not fair to the student athletes that's there that's now men 
and out into the community and doing positive things for the community and not being recognized. You know, and I think that feat, like I said, is just not uh, black history, it's American history. And uh, for them not to honor that and not to represent that and to run away from that uh, is shameful. Yes, and you know, I've detailed privately my run-ins with the university and I'm an alumni two times over. So it's, it's sad that they don't recognize you all the way they should, or, you know, they treat their alumni like me who's in the media who has a voice a certain kind of way, which to me blows my mind because if I wanted to, I could just, you know, make it hard on you, <laughs> you know, really hard on you. If I really felt the need to do what I can do, you know, that's the thing about it, I don't understand. You don't want to really piss off a guy that has a platform. Who's well, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. The, the sad part about it is it's us, you know, at this day and time. You know, when I was coming up in the 60s, yeah, we had a whole bunch of racism. And it's racism now, but it's kind of hidden. But we more so are enemies than, than, than they are, per se. Because at the end of the day, it's about money. It's about making money. And uh, uh, we can't sell ourselves short. We got to love our heroes. Uh, we got to honor and respect our coaches who have came through. I think on the HBCU level, you know, we, we, we got to give – the, that's the only way we got opportunities. You know, the biggest thing right now, there's two racist careers that you could go to, and probably the most is, is in the NFL as football coach uh, and through the whole office, front office. And here's the, the, the big, I guess it's a secret, it's in college football. You know, mm -hmm. the only way the black man can get a head job is in HBCUs. So now what everybody is running back to HBCUs, whether they chose to go to a black college or not. And that's where they're getting their opportunities. But here's the double bad part about it. Okay, if I hire you as a head coach, what are you going to do? You're going to bring the people that you know that's also, again, knocking HBCU graduate, young black coaches or coaches like myself out of jobs. And then here's the double, double deal where – we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, being a head coach. Pete Richardson, which I'm going to have on my show Monday, uh, his career was over making 200000 But when you look at his record, that can combine with Nick Saban and these other great coaches and coaching these PWIs, they're making millions. Mm -hmm. Millions. And yes. then L.C. Cole, at the end of his contract at Tennessee State, after two back-to-back OVC championships, finished 11-1, the last black college to finish number one in the country in one double football was making $75,000. 75000 uh, Yes, and Rod Reed made, he got fired, made two seventy-five there. Right. And now Eddie George makes 400000 Where right. they, where, right. they find, where they find the money at for that? I'm just being and, real. And, and Rod Reed stayed there nine years. Nine years and had what two, three winning seasons, and did terrible winning in OVC, and then here's Eddie George now coming off the couch, making more money than most LC and and Rod combined, combined, right, and that's three fifty if you combine Rod and LC salaries for they left with with no experience, with no experience. You know, it's just it's just mind-boggling 
that we make these decisions and then you know you don't honor you don't respect the hard work that he's done there rick comedies he's another one he was at jackson state he took him to four swag championships he won one he took him to four you know and these guys you know pete and and and, and these guys is never again like i said earlier in the show have been called from a pwi to lead a program you got to understand why but yet in black colleges and these black college presidents and these ADs, we are opening the door to these guys to come in and take over our jobs. Yes, because they want to win the press conference. That's exactly. all that. Because yes. you sure ain't caring about our kids. Yes, it's about winning the press conference for that day and winning the PR battle. It's, it's become a PR battle now, Coach. Like, it's a PR battle, Coach. That's what it is. It's PR. Like, Coach, in the professional ranks, in the collegiate ranks, even at HBC level, it's all about the press conference, win the day, be able to win, get people to donate money. That's why at Alabama A&M, they let go of the basketball coach, got Coach Howard. Dylan's a friend of mine. Ultimately, going to be Mike Davis, be the head coach there. They build a new arena at Alabama A&M. They want to have a new coach to get to garner season ticket sales. And they offer Dylan a one-year contract that rolls over. Hey, we'll it'll be year to year wow. and if he said no to it of course so they said for the release saying well we try to get coach howard for the contract but nah year to year no well well, well well what about mo williams getting his uh, hadn't had a winning season at alabama state get the job at jackson state yeah because wayne brent retired and it was it, it was made bad it was announced before the season was even over it was announced yeah it was announced. I mean, Why does it have games to go? Yeah, but question is, well, if you didn't win at Alabama State, what makes you going to win at Jackson State? Jackson State wants to win the what? The press conference. Win yes. the day. And Mo, Mo Williams is from there. so Right. NBA, NBA player. And the thing about that is that Mo Williams, Deion Sanders are already rich. So guess what? They can smell out their own pocket to help. Right. right. Well, Hugh Jackson what? is kind of rich too, and he can do. But Eddie George don't do that. Eddie George leaves it to the university to do it. Eddie George ain't putting his money into TSU. Right, right. Well, the thing is, is, is again, here I am, a black college graduate, and I'm speaking for all black college graduates that want to be in coaching. And one of the things, you know, back in the '80s when I used to go to the in a, uh, the National Coach Convention, they used to tell us, you know, get out of those warm-up suits, come here with your haircut, be able to be able to speak, learn your craft, be able to get on the board. You do all that, okay? Then you successful at coordinator. Then they say, well, you ain't ready to be a head coach. So then now they don't move the, the, the flag now. And not they move the flag. We move the flag. Now you either got to be a celebrity or play Division I football. You know, so what is it? I mean, and we move the flag on ourselves now. Now, if you're not a celebrity or, or played in NFL or coached some 1A school, you can't come back here and coach. And it's not right. It's not fair. Uh, but it's life. And, Coach, what I feel is happening is that too many of our HBCUs want to try to be like the PWIs. That's the problem. Rather than be their own separate lane, they want to, you know, mimic the PWIs who are not us. Right. Well, you know, my university, you know, who I love dearly, 
just turned around and, and went and bought some suits and, and pants and shirts from Michael Strahan. And I, I don't know why we only won two games in the last three freaking football seasons, you know, but, but I, I get it. You know, that's, that's uh, the copycat. Okay, well, Jackson State can get some, some uh, dress outfits from Mike Strahan. I guess we can too. I, I think the money could have been spent other other places in the program to make it better. No doubt. Like we're too busy on we need to make our facilities better. Like listen facilities. Like like when you was in Tennessee State, there was no indoor facility there. You had to go up on that up up, up on, on the hill down there on that grassy field that we had camp at. We <laughs> Yeah. Our coaches off our coaches offices is over in the student center. Yeah over in Keene Hall. Yeah our locker room was up underneath the, the hall. Yeah, that was built back in the 30s, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now they dress in gentry now, the football team does. Yeah, yeah. The team dresses in gentry. Yeah, Which is but, crazy that you can football and dress in the basketball arena. That's crazy. And and you built and you built the indoor facility within what, a hundred yards of the football field? Yes. And didn't put a locker room in it? And it started when I was a junior there, no wait. Yeah. I remember yeah. when we started building because we couldn't. I used to park over in that lot to go to my classes in Gentry. Well, a lot, a lot of this too is because these presidents and these athletic directors are not doing their job. If you see a president on campus all the time, he's not out raising money. If you see an athletic director on campus all the time, he's not out trying to raise money. They are supposed to be the money raisers. The coaches are supposed to be a participant in it to show up and make sure he's uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. But now, you know, well, I don't want to do that. I'm not an expert to go raise money. Well, let me go hire a celebrity coach and try to put build some things around him so people can give some money. Is it a good strategy? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Or, or they make you play these buy games and basketball, uh, football and women's basketball and take losses and kill a coach's record to raise money for the department. And some HBCUs, who I know personally, they rather the coach lose. They, 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 they were mad the coach won some games to cut down on the guaranteed money against these guaranteed buy games. Yeah. Well, you're that, but you're killing that, that man's career by making him want him to lose games, but you're going to fire him for three or four years. Oh, you look at your record. Well, hope, hopefully he's putting in his contract that he's getting some percentage of that. And that'll cut some of that down, you know, that the coaches is getting percentage of the guaranteed money off of some of these guaranteed games. And, yeah, that is a way that they are uh, moving the needle as far as playing these out-of-conference out of, out of games, playing these big 1A schools. Yeah, like, nah, he don't have his contract, unfortunately. I've seen his contract. He says he's trying to fight against trying to take losses. You know, I said, bro, I feel for you, man. But yes, I said, nah, they, they're, they're mad he won some games this year. Mad. Because they wanted to get more money. It wouldn't be bad understand. to get more money. Yeah, I understand that it's Tennessee State. Is they playing Notre Dame? Yes, in 2023, yes. And that Notre Dame gave him a million dollars? Yes. Okay, 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 Tennessee State. And then you, the other games on their schedule, I'm understanding, is a lot of Division two teams. Yes. This year to get him some wins. Well, you know where he got that strategy from. He got that blueprint from uh, 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 Dion. 
because uh, Dion, you know, is not playing any Division I A schools. So he he wants to get an undefeated record. And so that's 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 Eddie George's way of saying, well, let's people don't care who you who you play, just just as long as you you win. And there's some truth to that philosophy. At the end of the day, they look at your record, they don't go back and necessarily look at who you beat. No doubt. And when it's time to fire you, they're gonna throw every loss in your face. So, you know, I feel I feel bad for my brothers in the MEAC, the SWAC, the the SIAC, the CIAC and CIAA because they get they get it hard, like you know, it's, it's bad because it's always uh, set against the black coach. Let's be real about that, coach. Well, I mean, look at the numbers. When 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 seventy five percent or seventy percent of all football players on every level, just about, are African American or people of color, and you look at the staff, and it doesn't match. It doesn't even. It's so tough on a black coach and a black man today. Now they're actually moving women into coaching football. Yes. When, <laughs> when you say, okay, I get it, but we ain't solved this problem yet. And, and coach, let me throw it out there for the people who slow in the back. When you hear minority, that also includes white women. Right. That's what that really means. When you hear the word minority or that's white women, because majority is white men. So when you hear the NFL say hire a minority or a woman, that means white yeah. women. You you actually got <laughs> women coaching in the NFL. Now, how does a kid that's been a superstar all his life, okay, he gets up on the pro level and he has a woman that's a coach that never even put a helmet on, shoulder pads, been hit so hard to knock the snot out you. Tell me how to run a route. Now, how can she tell me how to run a route? And I'm not against women. Believe me, I'm not. But I'm for black African-American male men that we out of work. We out of work and out of job. The only work we doing is over in prison. That's what I'm for. So I'm not speaking against women, but I'm saying those are positions that we could have so we could take care of our families. So we can make a dis a decent living, yes. you know. That's how deep it is, you know. And uh, 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 it's it's crazy, you know. Now they've added a position of uh, color to uh, on, on the offensive staff of the NFL. Uh, you know, I, you know anything is good, you know, uh, and I accept that. Uh, but we still uh, need to do a better job, I think, at our HBCU schools about our hiring practices. Because see, the week after this, I'm bringing in James Woody, who's been a successful uh, offensive coordinator, uh, uh, Spears, Melvin Spears, who's been an excellent offensive coordinator, also been a championship head coach. I'm bringing in Daryl Ashbury, who's been a head football coach successful, as well as a super offensive coordinator. All three of these men, along with myself, have uh, had great quarterbacks, been been winning, but today we are all out of work, uh, and we can't even get coordinator jobs or position jobs on staffs. And then we look at the white guys who were in the league when we were there, and all of them was able to bounce from school to school to school to school for the last twenty years. 
they were able to go from school to school to school to school. And myself is, what, what, what's the issue? What's the difference? The difference is the color of our skin. That's the only thing they could say. And they look at the SWAC and MEAC as inferior football. Evidently, they do. But think, think, about, thing, that, think about that in D1, too. Think about the D1 coach, basketball coach. When you get a coach in the, in the SWAC or the MEAC, how often do they get the leads? Look at Robert Jones in, in Norfolk State or Lavelle Moulton. They've been winning for years in the MEAC. Ain't went nowhere. Now, Ryan Ritter is my friend. And so Bethune Cookman. Ryan Ritter, who's a white guy, he's my friend. Very cool. And Bethune Cookman got the lead to go to, go to UT Martin. The well, white coach see. did. Not the black ones in the swag and the MEAC basketball, but the white dude did. And yeah. Ryan's my friend. I'm not deciding to dispatch Ryan Ritter, who's my friend. I'm just making a point that him being a white guy, but they couldn't leave the, the MEAC now in the swag yeah. and go to the coach UT, UT Martin. Now, he had a rough year at UT Martin, but he's now he's there as a head coach. Well, let me piggyback off you and make you even feel better because I've been in black college since 1981, 41 years. There's only been one coach, one coach from HBCU football that have left and took a PWI Division I job. One. And he's white. He's the coach from Alcorn State. Not Doug Williams, not Pete Richardson, not W.C. Gordon, not, not, not L.C. Cole, not Rick Comagy. All these winning coaches in the SWAC have never got a job on a 1A level. And they've been coaching 1AA football, been winning national championships and everything else, been ranked in the top 10, top 20 in 1AA football, has not got a job. And I, I'm a, I don't even say in the last 40 years, I haven't even got an interview for a Division 1A job. There's only one coach in 40 years of football on the one double A level in HBCUs have went up to a one A school and got a job, and he asked me to be white. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's obvious what me and Coach are saying, folks. It's a problem. And for those who say systemic racism does not exist, it does. It's like those who deny it, it's it's true. And Coach, it's all time, all time, Coach. What's 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 supremacy is not just white people. <laughs> it be us too who perpetuates perpetuate white supremacy. It be I'm us too. I'm always on us. I'm <laughs> on us. If we don't have us, why yeah. would we expect? I know slavery we won, won, uh, won didn't get over just because of us. There was white folks who helped us get through that. Yes. There's white folks. So I'm telling you to ask your white friends that they're going to have to speak up as well. Because I tell them all the time, Coach. It's not. It's not a Jr. problem or a Coach Johnny Cole problem. It's hey, you are white. You have the privilege to talk about these issues and put it out there to right. your fellow white people who don't. We're not hearing nothing from me because they hate me already. But they will hear from you, and maybe you can break down that wall of hate and 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 help them see the light. That hey, we need to be more fair in our hiring practice. Be more diverse, and because. Like, you know, it's messed up. You know, even on the D1 level, Coach, so I try to get the black coach like Mike Lossley on my show in Maryland. The SIDs say no. I can't speak to him. Say, I'm a black dude. I'm a black. He's talking about media. He was like, he's the head of the black, the black coaches association of the, the, the college football. 
can he should come on my show and talk about it. But the SID is like, no, he can't do it. You, I'm too controversial, coach. Oh well, hey man, <laughs> sometimes the truth the truth hurts. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, you know, it's got to be said said. Uh, you know, this morning I just was uh, watching the news and seeing uh, you know another African American male get shot in the head by a police officer that that was on top of him. And when he pulled his gun out, he pulled his gun out and put the gun to his head and and and, and shot him in the head over uh, his license plates. I mean, you know, this is real. Uh, but I think, you know, again, we as black folks can control what we can control uh, and 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 just realize it and stop hating on each other, you know, and stop taking that philosophy of their ice is colder than our ice. You know, give us a chance. If they can learn on the job, so can some of us, mm -hmm. you know. Not always when we come up there that we got to have all the T's crossed, all the I's dotted, you know, and, and you know, sometimes we ain't. Sometimes we just need the opportunity. Exactly. And, and you know, go ahead. And you know, Coach, what's bad about it, you know, and this is me, me in the media. I, I've been told I really got better jobs or could, I could have had bigger, a bigger platform if I would conform or be more presentable or or make folks more comfortable. And I'll say, I'll say, I have white friends, but I don't seek their validation because I'm me. You know, I know who I am, where my ground and where I come from. And this, this is who I am. You know, either you like me or you don't, but I'm going to speak for my people and make sure we're advancing. I'm using this platform to help my people. And if it makes some white folks uncomfortable, fine, makes listeners uncomfortable, fine. They're not me. They're not in these shoes of a 35-year-old black man in America living in Atlanta, Georgia. So well, if you can't live that perspective, you can't speak about what, what I'm talking about because this is my story and my truth. I'm going to give it to my listeners every day, all day on this show, Coach. And you know, you know, you, you all talk to me as, as a young man, too, at football camp. Be who you are. Right. Well, you know, I, I mean, you're not you're not speaking on hatred. Nobody hates anybody. All we talk speaking on is awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 you know, I always come from a point of aware, awareness for us that we you know we got to take care of us. You know, when we get a job on the 1A level and you got nine or 10 opportunities, you know, why you don't hire six brothers and three white guys? You know, like they they done us. That's been acceptable. You know, you look at these staffs, you get one black on the offense, one black on defense. You know what I mean? Through, through the whole conference. Or why not reach down and say, okay, I need some black coaches. Let me contact some head coaches on the HBCU level to see if they recommend somebody. And then bring that guy up, you know, either through spring practice, you know, let him sit, let, let him sit at your house. You're making four, five, six, seven million dollars. You know what I mean? Or pay for a hotel for him. Okay, hey, come over. You know, I want to see you work, boom, boom, boom. And then get an opportunity to build some relationships. We know. You know, those those black coaches, African-American coaches up on that one L, they know it's an issue. It's a problem. So won't y'all get together and do something about it? I think we got now, what, 10? 10 on one double-A level? Mm -hmm. You know, or won't the NCAA do something about it? So, okay, we're going to play for two black coaches or one black coach from an HBCUC staff 
to come up on your staff and we're going to pay him and let him mirror y'all for the year or two. What's wrong with that? To start getting, you know, mixing it up. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. We're not, and as you say, those are the hard questions of why some of this can't happen. If you really want to change things, then let's do some changing things. All they want is symbolism, coach. Symbolism, all it is. They want, like, I'm on, I hate to go this way, but Juneteenth, the lynching bill, it didn't cost no money or no opportunity. That's why it passed. <laughs> wow. if, it's, if you're talking about opportunity and money, it's going to be pushed back. If it's symbolism, don't cost a dime, we'll do it. But when it talks about that real change, get swapping out a white male or white woman in a role for a black man or black woman, then we have an issue. That's what, as long as it doesn't cost them any money, it's okay. As long as it's a symbol, it's like, oh yeah, we're with you in the cause. We can protest that because protests don't cost them a dime. Give us a holiday, don't cost them a dime. Giving us, well, you know, you know a, a, a statement here, don't cost a dime. But when you're actually adding roles and development that potentially take a white job away from an opportunity or somebody in their family, then we have the issue of pushback and say, okay, we got to follow this. We can't do this. Well, well, my thing is, why don't we uh, we take that same role, uh, uh, you know, for my or, or our family or for some, you know, it's some things that, that I've been through myself for the last uh, 10 years. Uh, well, I shouldn't say 10. I've been off the field for seven seven years that um and really six years that man i just i just questioned uh you know being black in america man and and 400 years of slavery is still here into our mindsets you know of how we think you know and how we go about doing things and 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 we got to recognize that and we and once you recognize that, I think you can do better. And coach, that's why I feel I tell you every day, coach, I'm a free man. Mm. Nobody controls me. There's no string or tap on the shoulder. You can't say that, Jr. I just did. No, nobody gonna tell me what I said to you on the show today, coach. I need to apologize for it. See, when you work at ESPN, CBS Sports, Yahoo Sports, SI. All them different places, Turner, you're controlled. If you get too far out, out the lines, you'll get a call the next day. Wow. Get tapped on the shoulder. That's why I purposely avoid those who stay independently in black because I can say what I want to say. I'm my own boss. I can talk to my good friend and coach, Donnie Cole, because I want to. I don't get any approval from anybody above my head. Right. That's right. why I say independent. And every dime goes stays in a black man's pocket. It does not have to be, be consigned up the ladder to right. somebody else's show. Well, I certainly want to congratulate you and appreciate you. And and you shouldn't apologize to nobody and not be apologetic from for uh you know your accomplishments and the way you feel. You know, uh it's not like you are or bashing or some hate crime, you know, you just want your piece of the pie. And, yes. and I, I got that. And, you know, one thing America saved, you know, the number one the constitution, freedom of speech. I mean, 
hey, that's what it's about, you know. And uh, you know, if I'm a free man, that means I, I I'm free to do and say what I want to say, and not be able to hurt another race or or I just want to bring awareness to my race. And I don't think that uh, uh, you should apologize for that. And uh, you know, I can't say enough about you. Uh, you know, where you come from and, and, and where you're going. Uh, and, and you actually, you're helping people. You're helping a lot of people and they might not tell you, but you, you know, you help me. You, you keep me uh, uh, up on my toes on what's, what's going on and, and, and to get some of the frustration out, you know, from, from, you know, things that I'm feeling and the things that I see in this business called football. No doubt, Coach. That's what this platform is for, Coach. You know, I, I want to be a, open for anybody to come on this show <clears> and <throat> tell their story without, you know, judgment or ho having a slant or narrative because this is truly how you feel, Coach, and I'm just here as the conduit given the opportunity. That's been my whole style of my my hosting. That come here, tell your story. I don't have a predetermined narrative where I want to lead you to. We're having a straight up and down Conversation. It's not. It's, we're not rehearsed. This is me and Coach freestyle having a, a conversation on the air here, people, about this topic that we and him both care so deeply about. Chopping it up, chopping it up, chopping it up. No doubt. Well, folks, I want you to go check out Coach's show on Monday. Three Hall of Fame coaches. This is going to be a great show. I'm going to support Coach. Coach has been a lot to me in my life, and I want y'all to support him when he's supported me my whole life as well. Support Coach Johnny Cole, L.C. Cole, what he's doing. Coach Cole is a legit dude, a real dude. I'm give you the truth, and I love him to death, man. I'm glad he's in my life. Coach, anything else before we go, Coach? Well, make sure, you know, the show starts at 12 noon Central Time. That's Texas time. Central sign, and it'll go for an hour. But you always, and you can go to YouTube and pick it up. Or you always can go to YouTube later and pick it up because it's also tape delayed. It's a live show. Again, it's 12 noon Central Time. So uh, I look forward to you guys hearing it. Like I said, it's my first show. Um, I'll be a little rough around the edges, uh, but you got to start from somewhere. But at the end of the day, I'm a true winner. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.